Hi everyone, just want to say a massive thank you for choosing to listen to my little show called Spill It. Spill It is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm via Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers can interact with the show by leaving comments. For more details of Spill It, head over to the Facebook hub at www.facebook.com forward slash spilling it. So however you're listening to this, make sure you sit back, relax and enjoy the show. My name is Marcus. Welcome to Spill It. This is my little show and I get to talk to people from all over, from all different walks of life, about loads of different topics, loads of different subjects. It's, it's a free-for-all. Come in, come and say hello, come and leave me a comment. And if you want to come onto the show, all you have to do is give me a message and let me know. And you could be coming and sitting in the little Spill It hot seat while I get to have a little bit of a grilling with you and talk about whatever you want to talk about. So, as I say, this is Spilling. We have three principles on Spilling, three pillars, if you will. Pillars, three pillars. I call them three pillars. It's basically three core values. And they are to connect people together, to inspire others, and to learn. Welcome to Spill It. If you'd like to appear on the show, all you have to do is get in touch. All of my social medias and my email address is running along the bottom. So if you want to come on the show or you want to talk to me about getting someone on the show, maybe you know someone and you think, oh, do you know what? They would be really, really good on this show. All you have to do is ping me a message and let me know and I will get in touch with them and find out if they want to come on and say hello and talk to you friendly lots. Tina says, hi, Marcus. Hi, Tina. Hope you're okay. Thanks for joining. Don't forget to share this, guys, as well. It's super important that we share this because it makes the world go around, I was about to say. For some reason, that was in my head. We're going to go with that. It makes the world go around. Share this because it makes the world go around. <laughs> if you haven't checked out our other episodes yet, all you have to do is like the page. If you haven't liked the page already, where have you been hiding since? When did I start this? April? May? Where have you been hiding? Under a rock somewhere, probably? All you have to do is like my Facebook page and you'll be able to see all of our episodes. We are currently on episode 26. We've been going for 26 weeks, guys. Crazy. But 26 weeks we've been going for. So you can uh, go on my Facebook page. Let me get my words out. You can, get my, you can go on my Facebook page. You can see all of the episodes there. And it also makes you... Um, Stay in the loop about all of our future episodes because we have got some good ones coming as well. Guys, don't forget to like, share, comment, drop a comment, say hi, tell me where you're watching from. We've had people from all over watching from different parts of the country and overseas as well. Last week, we had somebody watching from Australia. Yeah. Uh, the week before that, we have had people. We have people watching from France and in Germany, and um, we've had people overseas coming in and tuning in to this little show, and I absolutely love it. And when you do do a comment, I get to do things like this. I get to bring it up on the screen, like Tina here. Tina, I've sent you a message about Pippa. I have seen it. I will respond. You sent it literally just as I was about to press the go live button. So I had a quick skim. I will read it properly once uh, once we're off air. And yeah, it already sounds like a great story, Tina. I, as I say, I had a little bit of a skim read on it. So definitely thinking it'll be a good one. 
Jonathan Simpson's in the house. Hi, Jonathan Simpson. Jonathan uh, appeared on the show a few weeks back. Um, thanks for joining, Jonathan. Nice to hear from you. Woo. So get those comments and questions in. It is really, really important, guys, because the more that you comment, the more this Facebook pushes it out to people and says hello to people and goes, hey, guys, look at this crazy little show that this guy's running. Come and watch it. All of these people are commenting, which means it's good. So you guys keep commenting. It also means that we get to interact with those comments too. So welcome to episode 26. This is episode 26. A Merry Christmas for all. This will all make sense once we obviously get into, get into it because Jeff is joining us at 7.15pm to talk about all of the work that he does with the Foxton Centre in Preston. And if you don't know what that is, it will all be made clear to you very, very soon. So make sure that you've hit that share button, guys. It's easy. It's all you have to do is go onto the little icon that says share and click that and then press yes when it says, are you sure you want to share this? Once you've shared it, it means, that, well, it means that other people that might not necessarily like the Facebook page, they can also watch. They can also participate. They can also drop a comment. They can also learn something. It's all about connecting people together and learning and inspiring people. That's the story of Spill It. So there you go. Good, mate. Looking forward to this episode. Oh, cool. Hi. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you've shared it, though. Make sure you've shared it. <laughs> right. So, announcements. One of the things, before I actually get into this, one of the things that I need to, uh, I need to write this one down because that's just popped into my head. Uh, but one of the things that I need to be aware of is because people have commented and said that I say the word so a lot at the start of my sentences, I need to stop that. It's something that I'm working on, don't worry. It's just my head that wants to fill the space and it wants to say that word. So I'm going to try and not say that word. <laughs> oh, Scott's in the house, Scott. It's been a while since I've seen you uh, like on, on my live. So Scott's in the house. Merry Christmas all. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Scott. Brilliant. Thank you for joining in. Guys, this is going to be an amazing episode and I cannot wait. Anyway, right. Announcements. So, oh, damn it, I said it. <laughs> You're all going to pick it out now. Never mind. Right. Three announcements for you. Number one is that in the new year, what I'm wanting to do is, I think that this is such a brilliant platform and it's so easy to, to, to do and to control and all of that lot. I think that this will be an absolutely amazing opportunity for someone out there in the big wide world, whether they be young or old or whoever would like to get into either podcasting live streaming presenting journalism whatever they want to do i think this would be a brilliant opportunity to bring those people and have a little bit of experience so i am launching in the new year the spill it takeover so essentially what that means is uh, for a full month there'll be a month period so maybe four or five episodes depending on the month um where people you guys, the audience, whoever, can come into Spill It and it'll be your episodes. So you won't see me as the host. It'll be you as the host. It'll be your son, your daughter, your friend, your family member, whoever. It'll be them that's taking over the show. And it'll be up to them to 
talk about whatever they want to talk about. You know, I talk about whatever I want to talk about all the time. It'd be an opportunity for them to come along and take over Spill It for a week. So for a whole month period, there'll be different people in this little seat here. Not my seat, this is my seat. But they will have their own seat at home that they'll be able to come and take over. So if you know anybody, or if you want to get involved and take over Spill It for a week, let me know, because in the new year, it's going to be great for that Spill It takeover. Cats, say the word. Say the word. Say the word. Is in like, say my word? Is in my trigger word that I'm not allowed to say? Is that what, is that what you're saying? Or are you saying say the word because you want to take over? Uh -huh. Tracy says, I'm going to count how many times you say that word now. So don't stop saying it. It's you. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't help myself. It's something in my brain that's like, you have to say that word to start the sentence off. And I really don't want to. I really don't want to. Uh, Kat says, hell yes. Kat, if you want to come and take over, I'm more than happy. Let me know. We'll connect after this show. We'll connect after this show and you can take over. That's so good. So I do not want the state. So, so, I, oh, you're making me say it. I don't want to say it. Ha! Anyway, right, moving on. Announcement number two. So we've got the takeover. Great. Okay. We have also got a children's friendly, child-friendly episode coming up on the 23rd of December Crazy, crazy, crazy. Spill It presents a virtual message from Santa. It's going to be an episode for, for Santa, essentially, or from Santa. Santa will be here in the hot seat as a guest, talking to all the kids. We'll read a little story. We'll read a little bedtime story uh, because obviously it's seven o'clock and kids should be going to bed around seven o'clock. In my head, they should do anyway. But, you know, Santa will be here. Santa will be talking to the kids fully interactive, so if your kids want to drop a message to Santa as a comment, then they can do, and Santa will respond, and also me and Santa will be also reading a short little story, and then we'll probably have a bit of a sing-song at the end, but it'll be a children-friendly episode on the 23rd, because I'm aware that kids at this time of year want to go out and see Santa, and unfortunately, because of the way that we're in, especially with these tears, it means that some kids will not be able to see Santa. They won't be able to go and visit Santa's grotto and speak to Santa. So what I'm doing is that we're doing Santa here. We're doing a virtual call with Santa. So Santa will be here on the Spillet Show on Wednesday, the 23rd of December. So I'm really hoping, save the date, guys, save the date. It's going to be amazing. Scott's giving laughing friendlies, uh, laugh, laughing friend, fr laughing faces. I can't even speak. Laughing faces. Tina, you should give a pound to charity every time you say that word. <laughs> right. I'm just going to be myself, guys. Right. You're going to. Right. Tell you what. Drop a comment every time I say that word. That's fair enough. Right. So drop a comment with the number. So once I've said it the first time, then say that number one then two and then whoever like whoever can whoever can keep up and drops the most comments with the number that i've said it how many times um i'll sort out a prize you just said it well if it's mid-sentence i'm not counting it it's only if it's the start of the sentence there you go <laughs> this is gonna be so fun anyway right then number three it has been brought to my attention that 
There may be certain subjects that some people want to talk about, and I have not really given them uh, the spotlight, if you will. Uh, let's say there's a, a, there's a lot, a lot. There's obviously a lot of different subjects and things like that that I would love to to talk about every single week. There are obviously a lot of different subjects that I that you know are close to me that I would love to talk about every single week. However, you know, I do book people and I do book people uh, on the weekly basis. Um, I've, book, I've got bookings now all the way now up until March. Like I'm now taking bookings for March, which is mental. But it does mean that things that you want to talk about and the things that mean a lot to you kind of get overshadowed by certain other subjects so if there's something that you specifically want me to raise awareness to and you don't want to be on the show that's fine but if there's a specific subject that you want to talk about or want me to talk about or want me to highlight then let me know and what i will do is that i will look in my diary and i will see if there's anything that i can do to shuffle some things around to ensure i can see the numbers going up <laughs> to ensure that these subjects get talked about because I don't want anybody to feel like their things aren't being spoken about, if that makes sense. So yeah, if, if, <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want me to talk about a specific subject that is relevant to you, more relevant to you, let me know whether it be, I don't know, RSPCA, dogs who are left at home and stuff like that, whatever it is. If you've got an op if you've got something that you want me to talk about, then drop me a message and let me know and I will do absolutely everything that I can do to get that subject raised for you. Okay, cool. There are they are my announcements, which means that we are going to move on to our competition time, ladies and gentlemen, competition time. So, <clears throat> competition time is a segment where I get to speak to you guys. You guys get to interact with me and we get to raise a competition and you get to win Spill It merchandise and things like that. If you are wanting to get involved with this one, all you have to do is get onto my email below. Email below is marcus at spillit.uk and all you have to do is drop me a message with a photo of your Christmas decoration, your Christmas decor at home. And the most uh, Christmassy house out there, I will donate a prize to. I will sort out some spillet merchandise and I will send it your way. So all you have to do is drop me a, an email or a message with your photos of your home and I, and I will choose the best one and sort it out for you. Easy as that. And... As a little bit of an extra thing, because of all the comments that are coming through tell, telling me how many times that I'm saying that word, I will choose those people, I will put all of those people who are spotting me saying this word into a draw, and the winner will also win uh, something from me as well. There you go. Right. It is that time. I'm going to stop talking because <laughs> I'm, going to keep, I'm going to keep saying that word, that little danger word. But there you go. It's time to bring on Jeff from the Foxton Centre. I cannot wait. 
they do amazing work, guys. So please, can you have loads of loads of emojis with clapping hands, loads of smiley faces, loads of comments saying hi, and don't forget to ask questions and leave comments about the work that they do because it is phenomenal. Okay, here we go. So ah, I said it again just at the end. Welcome to Jeff. So Hi, I'm Jeff. Jeff. I was going to say. <laughs> how are you i'm good marcus how are you i am very well very well i'm very conscious now that people I've, I've set a task you might have heard obviously backstage i've set a task for people to let me know how many times i say the word so that doesn't count and now they're well on it and they just keep posting how many times i say it so it's uh yeah it's um it's fun it's fun let's say so i'm very aware of that <laughs> So we're going to have to, I know, I know, I can't stop saying it, <laughs> but it's making me aware of it. So it's, it's, it's good language, if you will. It's, it's a learning thing. Okay. We're going to play a game as a bit of a welcome. So uh, I'll just say, I tried to think of a different word. I couldn't think of it, but anyway, I don't care now. I'm just going to keep talking. They'll let me know how many say, right. We're going to play a game called five second rule. Are you ready to play? Uh, yeah, go on. Cool. Let's get going. Five Second Rule is a game that I like to play with all my guests. It is a game of thinking. It's a game of quick thinking. I will say a statement, and all you have to do, Jeff, is answer it within five seconds. Easy as that, right? Okay. Okay, here we go. Three questions for you. Name three things that you pop. Uh, balloons. Uh, there you go. You got two out of three. Well done. Moving on. I'm going to have to make allowances for me. You know, the thought processes slow up a bit. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. We'll we'll give you allowances. <laughs> Name three things that you do while no one is looking. Uh, pick your nose, scratch your bum, and your ears. Your ears. <laughs> well done. All three right there. Let's do one more. Here we go. Name three smells that make you gag. Um, oh, vomit. Uh, I don't know. You got one on that one. You got a good score. Well done. And what I'm going to try and start doing is keeping scores. So you've got uh, six, right? You got six. So well done. Six out. Six out of nine. Congratulations. That's and a that, B, probably. Sorry. That's a B, probably. Is it? Yeah, it's a B. It's a B. <laughs> we'll go with that one. <laughs> right. How are you? Was that? Did you enjoy that? Uh, it's too much thinking at this time of night. Definitely. <laughs> I enjoy it because it keeps you on your feet and it, you, you suddenly start spouting things that you probably wouldn't spout. <laughs> Claire says lots in response to the smell, which smells make you gag. So there you go. <laughs> and Scott says pressure time with this game. It is. There's so much pressure. <laughs> so here we are. Right. We're going to do a bit of a bit of, 
question and answers, if you will, but you're going to lead it. Here is your first question. Okay. Who is Jeff? Uh, uh, well, he's an ordinary bloke, really. I was born and brought up in Wigan, which is not far from Preston. Uh, so uh, I'm a pie eater. I own up to it. Oh, I'm <laughs> I am celiac as well. So seriously, I cannot eat pies, which is, is absolutely gutting. Um, so I've done lots of different things in my life. Uh, my training is really as a, as a youth worker. I've lived across the country. I've worked in Ireland as well as in the UK. Um, my big passions, I guess, are youth work and homelessness. And being at Foxton, I uh, get to um, do things about both of those things. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, in, in my spare time in my private life, I've been a foster carer. Um, uh, I've I've got kids, I've got a grandchild, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I love motorbikes. Um, uh, yeah, well, oh, but coming from Wigan, rugby league fan, funny shape ball. Uh, yeah, love that game. Uh, <laughs> such a powerful game. Uh, for, for those of you who are interested, I don't know if you've picked up about someone who used to play for Leeds Rugby. Uh, league club who's called Rob Burrow. Uh, he's got motor neuron disease. He only finished playing a couple of years ago and he's confined to a wheelchair now. And Kevin Sinfield, who was one of his colleagues, has just run seven marathons in seven days and raised over a million quid for research into motor neuron disease. Wow. Um, and Rob Burrow will be my pick for sports personality of the year rather than some of the pampered ones that there are on the list. Anyway, <laughs> so you talked about uh, you, obviously the, the Foxton Centre. You started up at the Foxton Centre. Uh, talk to people about because we've got people watching all over the country. Right. What is the Foxton Centre? Uh, that was a really good question. Uh, how long have we got? Quarter to eight, was it? Um, <laughs> oh, the Foxton Centre was 50 years old um, last year. So it's wow, 50th anniversary. I didn't, didn't realise it was 50. Oh, yeah. So uh, it predates me a little bit. Um, it was built as a youth and community centre in the 1960s and had links to the Church of England, uh, the Blackburn Diocese of the Church of England. Since then, things have grown and changed and its mission's changed a lot. Uh, we still uh, do a lot of youth work uh, for Avenham of Frenchwood, which are uh, for those of you who know Preston, who are from Preston, probably kind of, you know, one of the more deprived areas in the city. Um, but now we do an awful lot of work with homeless people, particularly street homeless people. Uh, and we have another strand of work, which is working with street sex workers. Preston has quite an active red light area still. You think in the days of the Internet, that sort of stuff would have disappeared, but it hasn't. It's alive and kicking. Um, and we also run a social enterprise for some of the people who are making the way back from uh, lots of problems and chaos in their lives. It's a chance to learn some employment skills and do some positive things with the time. So we have a little factory unit, and people make stuff out of recycled pallets and things, stuff for your wow. garden, all that kind of stuff. So that's a kind of a brief overview of, of what we do. Um, 
the the homelessness work ranges from outreach work around the city centre. So we have a team that goes out looking for people who are sleeping rough, engaging with them, trying to encourage them to come in. Um, <clears throat> they go at different times of the day and night because there are different people who emerge on the streets at different times. Um, then we have some emergency accommodation um, and we've got about 21 people in emergency accommodation tonight. Um, and then we have some move on accommodation for there. So we've got uh, 11 shared houses in the city. Um, so we have about 32 tenants in those properties, all who have been street homeless at some time, uh, plus 40 flats through a partnership with a local housing association. They're all people also who've, who've been through that kind of life. And then various other bits of accommodation. I think when I did a quick toss up before I came on, we had, we were supporting 126 people wow. uh, in accommodation. So that takes a lot of doing. A lot of the people have what we would call multiple and complex needs. So that might be addiction issues, mental health problems, um, uh, offending behaviors, all those sorts of things usually rolled into one. So uh, stepping forward out of that life into a different life can be really complicated for people. Um, so our staff do uh, a fantastic job. They're the ones who do all the work. I just sit in my posh office, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, well, I do some things. Um, it, uh, for those of you who don't know much about rough sleeping, it can be easy to say, you know, it's kind of self-inflicted and... Um, it's a lifestyle choice and all that. If I say to you the average life expectancy for rough sleepers in Britain is 43. So it's probably half what you and I would expect. Us blokes live a bit less than women. Um, they were generally much healthier. Um, but yeah, 43 is average life expectancy. Now, if you said that about any other group of people, people will be up in arms and uh, really upset about it. Um, but it kind of goes pass without people noticing um you know it's a, it's a really kind of sad situation we've had a lot of deaths um of people associated with our project this year far too many fortunately not covid related um so yeah so that's a a, a little bit about kind of what we do um tracy has asked a question how many nights are they allowed to stay at boxton Right. Well, they don't stay at the Foxton Centre itself, which is our main building. We have, um, when COVID kicked off, the government said they wanted everybody to come in off the streets. Obviously, people out on the streets know where to sleep and whatever, at risk of, of, co of catching COVID and spreading it. So... Um, there was, some, there was some funding given to the city council and initially they took over a, a hotel like a lot of local authorities did and also uh, some student accommodation. When it was a hotel, people just had a, a room, <laughs> uh, an ensuite room, which was great, but no catering facilities. So it was sit, watch the telly and eat some pot noodle really, which isn't good for anybody. Um, so the, the student accommodation, which had been empty for a couple of years, was but was brand new, um, has kitchens and whatever. So it's a much more um, a, a, be a much better um, living environment, really. So we've got 15 places in that accommodation, and people can stay as long as it takes for us to sort out a more permanent solution for them. 
generally speaking, the more complex the needs are, the longer it takes to find a suitable place for them. Of course. Um, if, if somebody's just run up against hard times, say, and it might be just one or two nights, and then we've, we're able to sort out somewhere for them to go. They might have family members or whatever. Um, people who've got really complex problems, it can take a lot longer to sort out. So there's no time limit um, uh, as such. Yeah. With regards to... With regards to the, the, the work that, that you do to, to, to help them out, if you will, can you describe some of the things that you do, any of the activities to kind of to help out, if you will? If, if I describe the, the story of one guy that we worked with, so um, I'll call him John. That wasn't his name. But oh, our, our outreach team made contact with him out on the street. He didn't want anything to do with organisations, agencies, anything like that. He just wanted to carry on doing what he was doing. And one of our outreach team, who's called Sam, enticed him to come and see us with an offer of a sleeping bag, a good quality sleeping bag. Didn't want to come at first, but eventually he did. And when I talked to John, he said, that's when you got your claws into me. Um, you know, we, uh, prior to COVID, we would have a breakfast for rough sleepers in the morning so you could come get some hot food. And as a group of staff, we'd sit around and have breakfast with people and talk to them and just you know, just have a normal discussion with them, not a sit down, we'll do an assessment, what are all your problems, tell me, you know, all that kind of stuff. That can yeah. come a bit later. So what happened with him was we persuaded him to come into our emergency accommodation. He stopped there for a while. <clears throat> um, we got him a place in one of our shared houses, right? And um, he did really well in that accommodation. He, he was a heroin addict, okay? That was his thing. Um, and we got him into uh, treatment with the local drug, drug and alcohol team. So he was put on a prescription and uh, stabilised from that point of view. We sorted out his benefits, so we had some income coming in. He then joined our social enterprise. This guy used to run his own kitchen fitting business, okay? But his life had fallen apart. And what he said to, to me when he first came in, he didn't realise how long he'd been on the streets. It worked out at nine years. Wow. Okay. He got into, and a lot of people get into a, uh, a position where they just exist in from day to day. And it was only when he had time and he sat down and he thought about it. It's been nine years lost to the streets and to heroin, basically. So... Um, Having something positive and constructive to do during the, as well as having somewhere to live, um, it was really important to him. So taking part in the social enterprise, making stuff, feeling useful and valuable. We all like to feel that, don't we? You know, have a proper role in life and, and that. Um, just have people to talk to and have a laugh with, joke around with. And, you know, starting to fill people's lives up with positive things. Uh, rather than some of the negative stuff. Um, so that's, I, I suppose, a snapshot of some of the things that we do. Lots of these people have uh, lots of trauma in their background. And, you know, it, it, there's a good recognition these days about post-traumatic stress disorder, isn't there? You know, um, we've all uh, heard stories of, you know, soldiers or, or people in the police or fire services who've seen terrible things experience terrible things and then that has 
takes its toll with their life going forward and some of them turn to drink and relationships fall apart and things like that the the background trauma to a lot of people we work with is very similar they've seen and experienced terrible things and it has their consequences has its consequences if you like for how they manage to kind of live their life so um and it just cursed is saying that yeah I'm sure if he was here talking to us, and he would talk to you, he'd say, um, you know, he he didn't know how he was going to carry on, um, and sort of um, that that being able to have a role and to do things made him feel worthwhile. He said that sort of thing many times. So, yeah. Uh, it links nicely to one of the questions that somebody has asked as well. Has there been, an, uh, been been a big increase since the start of COVID, Leela was asked? Um, that's a, it's a really difficult question to answer. Yeah. Uh, we've certainly dealt, we have dealt with lots more people. Um, but then we were, we were given a, uh, a directive, if you like, to try and scoop people up off of the streets. So uh, prior to um, the first lockdown, we had some emergency accommodation at the Foxton Centre itself, but it was only for six people, six to eight people. Um, when uh, the government issued a kind of a directive, it was everybody in. And at that point, our outreach, we put all our staff into outreach team and, and tried to draw in as many people as possible. And I think we ended up with something like 38 people. So kind of 30 more than we would have been expecting to work with. So... In that sense, there's been a, for us, there's been a big increase. Whether there's been a, a bigger increase of people on the streets, it's it's quite hard to tell. I think the wider thing about homelessness is is worrying for the future because the government put a, a stop to any evictions uh, from private rented properties and also from social housing, from housing association properties. Because a lot of people obviously have lost jobs and or are on lower incomes and things like that. So rent arrears have built up. So that was stopped, and there's a big fear now about what might happen when landlords are allowed to go to court again. There could mm. be a, a big surge in people, particularly families as well. So I know my colleagues in the local council and stuff are, are laying uh, contingency plans for what's going to happen when all that starts to work its way through the courts and things. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if that answers the question. It definitely does, uh, and I think Leela will agree that it does answer the question. But Leela, if, if, if you need further explanation, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll discuss it. Tina has asked, "Does street pastors help?" Yeah, uh, we have a good relationship with the street pastors. I do some of the training sessions for new street pastors, uh, so there's there's quite a lot of contact between us. Um, they're obviously out um, um, in, in normal times, very much around the city centre, part of the nighttime economy caring for kind of drunk people, make sure they get home safely, that kind of thing. But they come across a lot of homeless and vulnerable people as well. So they carry, the street pastors carry information about us and will contact us directly. They know about how to um, uh, refer people to our emergency accommodation and, uh, uh, as well. So, yes, and, you know, they're in the same way I was describing about us just trying to build a relationship with people there. They 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 just chat to people and get to know them and you know maybe give them some gentle suggestions about you know maybe you could pop down the Foxton Centre and and do something so um, yeah they do help yeah 
definitely. We've got we've had uh, a question come in uh, from Twitch. We'll ask it, uh, and then we'll quickly skim across it. <laughs> but here you go. What kind of toothpaste do you use? Um, I use Colgate, a blue one. There you go. There you go. Hold on to your question. <laughs> Random question, but there we go. We'll answer it. Uh, right. With uh, so the the support that you give doesn't stop. Just because obviously people work from nine to five, people have this mentality that you know it's it, it, the centre may be closed, if you will, over certain amount of days. But your support doesn't stop, does it? No, we're open twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days a year. They, the, we have a number of different buildings uh, around the city. So um, the main centre, the Foxton Centre. At the moment, uh, is mainly used between about eight and six in the evening. Under in normal circumstances, we'd we'd have youth clubs running in the evening as well. Um, our emergency accommodation, like I says, on twenty four seven. So they uh, they also kind of accept people twenty four seven. So you know, it could be say the police find somebody who's vulnerable on the streets, might bring them to the emergency accommodation and say, "Have you got a space for this guy?" We'll do an assessment there. Um, so we have to kind of be careful about risk and things like that. Um, <clears throat> but we would take somebody in kind of there and then, two o'clock in the morning, whatever it might be. Um, uh, I, I was saying to you, Marcus, wasn't I? I'm actually on call tonight, so I'm hoping the phone doesn't go off while we're talking. Um, <laughs> and if, I, have and if to, it, I have to do my bit as well. <clears throat> if it does, and if the call goes, then everybody will understand and it'll be a way for everybody to start counting how many times I say that cursed word over and over again. But this now moves me on to a subject that we wanted to talk about anyway. Uh, and Tina did ask this question, so I'll come back to this because we were going to talk about it anyway. How can we help? How can the general public get involved, help out, volunteer, all of that lot? Uh, well, lots of different ways. We've, we've got a particular Christmas uh, appeal going on, so... We're asking for you. Um, Marcus has got the list. I think he might at some point. I do. I'm going to pop it up, I'm going to pop it up now so people can see it. I can't read that. That's far too small. <laughs> uh, but the, the, I know what's, what, what we usually ask for. In, in terms of clothing and stuff, we, we ask for clean underwear, uh, so new underwear for men and women, usually smaller sizes. Uh, there aren't very many overweight uh, uh, homeless people they're generally quite little um socks um things like trackies or warm coats uh things like that, hats and gloves um and then foodstuffs uh to, on two levels one to, we can do kind of emergency parcels for people so kind of meals that are in a can or you can make up a meal quite easily from and also um excuse me for our outreach team um, we go through like lots of pot noodles or instant soups and things, which they, they, obviously, they take flasks with hot water out and then they can just make them up on the street for people, um, as, as well as hot drinks. Uh, yeah, so things like that. And what we'll do is that we'll post this listing out for everybody to see um, on Facebook as well after the show so people can download it, share it, etc. so then people are aware of everything they can donate to the Foxton Centre at this time of year. The other things that people can do, well, obviously, cash. Cash always comes in handy. We like a bit of cash. Um, 
uh, and you know people were very generous uh, with us um we did a sleep out at Preston North End um in November last year and we raised 90,500 pounds through the generosity of local people taking part in that absolutely fantastic a great support from the club as well as businesses like Biffa um so that was fantastic and we actually bought a house with that so wow. We are that was to use on our housing first scheme. We're, we're converting that into two studio apartments so that we can offer assured short old tenancies. Yeah, so the nearest thing to permanent tenancies for people. Um, so we are looking for contributions towards the conversion costs. We, we spend 84 grand plus legal fees and whatever on the property itself. Um, we've got some local businesses and local tradespeople helping out on that. So we've got a uh, a plumber, a joiner, a plasterer, um, who've already said they're going to uh, put some in it. So we're having like a mini DIY SOS. So if you do have any trades people watching who, who fancy helping out with something like that, it'd be fantastic. Also kind of materials for that property. So um, we've had a couple of kitchens donated uh, by a kitchen supplier. They're not huge ones, but, you know, that's great. But anything like that to help us... Um, and set up that property properly um and then uh, it's a bit difficult with volunteering at the moment uh, with covid um it makes it it makes it really difficult um yeah. in the new in the new year perhaps as things start to calm down again we'll be looking to recruit volunteers across the different services that we have to get involved and do things so it could be helping out a youth club um we took over a, a park about two years, part of a park in Avenham about two, two years ago. And um, the kids there did a, a crowdfunding campaign and raised 20 grand for it. It was a former bowling green that the council just weren't maintaining anymore. So we've converted it into a really nice space. It's in, it's in a dip. Uh, it's surrounded by trees. It's just really tranquil. Um, it's full of bird song in the summer and stuff. It's it's lovely space, and we um, we uh, we built a kind of a a, a prefab building on it uh, with uh, the money that the kids crowdfunded, and it was match funded by Comet Relief. Uh, a lot of the homeless guys have volunteered up there, and they built the foundations for that. And um, we've made garden areas, we've made a terrace seating area, and we hope to do some some outdoor stuff there I mean, this summer i was hoping we'd do some outdoor cinema um uh, and maybe some music didn't happen because of covid uh, but may maybe next summer fingers, <laughs> crossed. fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah, we can do that um, there's, there's opportunities to volunteer there as well so uh, if anybody wants to volunteer um we, it might not be immediately that we will do it, but if you could, you can email us at, if you use the info at thefoxandcentre.co.uk, which is like just our general sort of email address. Thefoxandcentre.co.uk, you say? Yeah. Uh, there we go. So info at thefoxandcentre.co.uk. So that's for anybody that wants to volunteer. But what we'll also do is we'll put a call to action out for anybody that wants to get involved as well. Uh, let me know as well when going forward. And if there's anything that you want, um, I'll put a call out on the Spill It page and we'll see who can who wants to step forward and, and help out as well. Yeah, brilliant. Um, diving back into the comments, uh, there was a couple of comments that came through. Uh, two of them are very, very similar anyway. 
So Tina has asked, do you have a Just Giving page so people can donate? And then Scott has asked something similar as well. For those further afield, because Scott lives in Wales, um, for those further, uh, further afield, do you have a PayPal option slash page? So basically, how can people donate money um, if they wanted to? Okay, so um, our website is called www.thefoxtoncentre.co.uk. If you go on there, there's a link through to donate. Um, and we use WorldPay because they charge less fees than um, just giving. <laughs> so what money, what money actually gets to us. Um, um, we do have a, um, a just giving uh, setup as as well. So you know, people have used that when they've been doing uh, fundraising efforts, like uh, like a marathon run or something like that. Um, somebody did a sponsored parachute jump as part of uh, our fiftieth anniversary um, celebrations. So you know, um, there's the option to do all those sorts of things. So yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's PayPal as an option on on those things. I, I, I couldn't say for sure, but certainly all cards and that kind of stuff, and, and you get receipts, and you can do it anonymously, or you can leave us a message as well and say it's from so-and-so and, and good luck. Or, you know, we have quite a lot of donations in memory of people who've passed away, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, we're happy to share those as well. And weddings. You know, we had somebody whose, whose wedding was called off who, who who gave us some of the money that we were going to spend on the on the wedding. So, you know, uh, horrible time for them, good time for us. <laughs> uh, going back into the comment, Kirsty put a comment out earlier. Um, is it just adults you deal with? No. So our youth clubs uh, go from the age of seven upwards, uh, so seven to seven. 18. That works funded by children in need, which you'll all have heard of. Um, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, the funding for that ran out two days ago, um, and children in need had closed their grants program earlier in the year, their general grants program to to go to a, a COVID specific one. So we've got a bit of a hiatus. We're going; it's just reopened now, so we'll be submitting a bid. And we'll try and keep the youth work ticking over, hopefully, till we get another grant from children in need. But they won't make the decision on that till the beginning of April. So these things take the time to kind of work through. Uh, but, yeah, young people are close to my heart. Like I said, I'm a youth worker by training myself. Um, so, you know, um, it, it's tough for young people in the area that we work. Uh, there are a lot of uh, temptations have you come across the term cr child criminal exploitation? No. So CCE was a thing. You know, lots of young children get drawn into um, dealing drugs and, and other criminal activity. So they'll be runners for older people who give them a bike and a mobile phone and that kind of thing. Um, so people who are ordering drugs have a mobile phone number that they ring they arrange to meet at our spot and one of the kids will come on a bike and drop the stuff to them and take the money and take it back to a dealer. That way the dealer doesn't put themselves at risk. Um, yeah, so that's kind of sad. You, you see it. I think, oh, um, I think actually Scott, who's in the comments, when you, when you were describing it, I'm pretty sure um, that Scott had said something to me 
uh, a few weeks back now. I'm sure he, he said that there was a document, a documentary or something about it, or that he watched some videos on YouTube. Scott, if you're in the comments, that just drop me a message. Well, drop a comment because I'm pretty sure that you actually talked about that. Um, but yeah, crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, to, to think that that's happening. Young people, there's there's lots of documented cases of young people running across the country delivering drugs for people, and you know kids who are who are out of school are particularly at risk. Kids who are in care, who are who don't have those kind of strong family ties and family backup, can get drawn into that kind of stuff really because the older people groom them in the same way we we talked about child sexual exploitation. Uh, you know. Uh, None of those adults care for you, we'll care for you, we're your family, we'll look after you. I'm giving you this nice mobile phone. Uh, and that's coupled with threats as well. Um, and, and the kids don't see that they've got a way out of it, really. Um, so it's all, you know, uh, unfortunately, we see the dark side of the world quite often at Foxton. But we have, yeah. some, we have some good uplifting times as well. Yeah. Um, speaking of uplifting times... One of the questions that Kirsty had asked will will there be another sleep out? My partner works for PNE, but we weren't able to take part in the last one. Yeah, we th we thought we'd give it a rest this year, and we uh, we had aimed to do it in twenty twenty one. I I'm, I'm fingers crossed for it. Uh, the club are very supportive. Um, uh, Tom, who works for the community trust. Uh, that's not its proper name, but I can't remember what full title is. Um, he's very supportive. Uh, Louis Moult, um, you know, he put a lot of effort into helping us organise um, that last sleep out. He's still really supportive of it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, uh, maybe sort of November time in 2021. We ran, we, it took a masses of effort uh, in last year uh, so we thought we'd have a rest this year uh, but we hope to do it again in uh, uh, 2021 and it was a magnificent effort by people i know when we started off discussions it was um some guys from biffa uh, the waste company and um ed from blog preston who came along and said um uh, we, we've got this idea, we want to do something now. Oh, all right, okay. And they said, we want to raise £50,000. £50, £50,000. I thought, oh my God, that's never going to happen, you know. <laughs> um, and in the end, we raised 90, over £90,000. It's just I, incredible. I, I, I saw I it advertised everywhere, like photos, people saying that they were participating in it. It was incredible to see. Um, it, yeah. yeah it, over 300 people sleeping out in the concourse at, uh, at North End. And obviously, it, it's it's not what people experience when they're sleeping out. Of course. Um, because it was one night, and we're all going to go to our warm beds afterwards and whatever. But it was horrible. You know, one level, it was, it was cold. The floor was hard. Um, you, you couldn't sleep. There were so many people snoring. You wouldn't believe how many snorers there are in the world. <laughs> I tell you. And I can tell you some politicians from Preston City Council are the loudest snores. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was lovely because we had um, Conservative Party councillors, we had Labour Party councillors, we had Lib Dems there. Um, wow. You know, everybody was there supporting us. It felt like a real community effort. We had people from businesses, um, just individuals who were interested. 
every race and creed that you could think of all crammed into this space under the stand at President Northern. Um, but it yeah, it, it was good. I, I was really glad to get in my bed on the Saturday morning, though. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, have we, because we're, we're, we're getting to towards the end of the show, is there, is there anything that we've not discussed that you would like the opportunity to talk about now? You're not asking me, you're asking everybody else. I'm asking you, I'm asking, I'm asking oh, you. Asking me as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, like, so is there anything that we've not covered? Is Are there any questions that I've not asked? Uh, is there anything that you would just like to say whilst you've got this, this time to talk about now? Uh, I, I suppose I'd like to say thank you to everybody in Preston. Uh, you know, we, we get fantastic support from the local community and we couldn't do what we do without that. Um, and uh, I suppose my, my other comment was uh, pe when people had asked about what they can do is, you know, if you see somebody who's in a difficult situation, it's, it's like the story of the Good Samaritan in the Bible, I think. Don't walk past on the other side. Even if you just stop and say, Aya, are you OK? You don't need to give people money or anything like that. Um, but just, ex you know, exchanging some pleasantries with people and checking out people are, it means a lot to people. Being out on the street is really dehumanising. And just having that, uh, you know, the, the fact that somebody wants to say something to you um, is is really important. And I can't remember who it was who mentioned the street pastors, but that's what they do a lot of. They're not out there on the street trying to convert people, as the street pastor did. They're, they're there, I guess, is an expression of their faith. Um, but they're there because they care about the, their fellow human beings and what happens to them. So, you know, whether that's a, a girl who's got absolutely plastered and is vulnerable on the streets and they make sure they get a taxi and get home safely or a homeless, vulnerable person out on the street. So, yeah. Scott, Scott gave two very good comments that will lead us on to um, your finishing uh, quote. Um, but Scott said, which links very well with what you've just said, People just want a friend sometimes. That's what he said earlier on, and it just, it just reminded me, when you were talking then, um, it just reminded me of his comment, people do just need a friend sometimes. Uh, and the second thing as well was this. It's also important, I guess, that this is an all-year-round. It's not just Christmas. Yeah, we, we, we get a huge amounts of support, and if you watch the telly, you'll see loads of advertising from Salvation Army, from Shelter, from crisis about christmas and you know donate some money for a christmas meal for whatever um and then by march people have forgotten <laughs> so we get shed loads of donations at christmas and then when it comes to easter or to the summertime people have forgotten about us um so it, it's keep you know these problems persist really uh, throughout the year Obviously, there's there's times with the Christmas story and um, and all that as well. So it's you know, and we're all sat comfortably at home, making our homes nice and and, and warm and welcoming. And then you think somebody's out on the street. So it it's bound to happen in a sense, but uh, it does happen all year round. Well, it's uh, certainly been so insightful actually this episode, and it, it falls. Jet bang with the three core values that I have is to connect people together and to inspire people and to learn. And 
it hits, it's hit all three of those things. We've connected people together, obviously, with this and just talking about how we can connect with people who are out on the street who may be vulnerable. But also, it has. I'm, I'm hoping that people at home uh, who are watching this or listening to this feel inspired and they have learned something new. With regards to uh, this episode, at the end of every episode, I give my guests the opportunity to give a quote, and it could be something that they've heard that they just really like, something that they've made up themselves, or it could just be something that, they, you know, that they've just resonates with them. But it should be a quote that people should take away from today's episode, and I would just like you to share your quote with everybody. Okay, so uh, I can't remember the exact wording of it now, though, but if you've got you more go. than you need... But, uh, build a bigger table and not a higher fence. So, you know, my message is about sharing with people, really. Uh, I, it was ascribed to Banksy. I'm not sure about that. Um, but whoever it is, I quite like it. Thank you. It's, it is a really good quote. Uh, you know, stop. Just because you, you, know, if you, if you get more, it's easy enough to just go, well, this is all mine and nobody else can come into my little space and take this. But you could easily just dish that out. And together, we could. if we all did that, we will be all in a better place um, for everybody. What, what better is there to sit down around a big table with your friends and whoever and share things? Definitely, definitely. Um, where can people find you, the Fox and Centre, etc., or get more information. Obviously, we've got the website, which I'll pop up again, and we'll put it in as a post, but where can people find that information? And where, where, where are you on the internet? Right, so uh, you can find us, uh, obviously, on our website, which we talked about. We have a, a very active Facebook uh, page with about 4,000 followers, I think, on it, something like that, which is great. Um, from across the world, China, um, uh, <laughs> all over. Um, so you can find us there. We do have a Twitter account as well, which isn't very active because that's down to me and I can never remember the password to log on, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. Um, <laughs> so mainly Facebook and the uh, and the website. Well, well, that then takes us to the end of the show. Have you had fun? Uh, yeah, been good. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing your stories and obviously being so open and, you know, honest with us essentially like i think that's what people need right now i think people need to know that there is there's more to life and there are more people out there that need our help and to, to be able to speak to you I, I i donate so much stuff to yourselves um every single year which we'll get into uh, very very shortly but um yeah it, to have you on the show it, it's such a privilege thank you for coming on and, and sharing your time with us on this little show of mine. Thank you so much. Yeah, maybe you can do. You can come and do a summer one at Smith's Rec with us out in the sunshine. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get in touch. I've got your contact details anyway, so I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch and we'll, we'll definitely sort that out. So, as for you guys at home, watching and listening, thank you so much for participating. Thank you so much for watching and, and, and interacting and leaving your questions. Don't forget as well, the live will continue. Obviously, the live will be on Facebook straight away. You can still interact, and either me and Jeff can come onto the comments, and we can interact with it as well. So if you've still got questions, please drop them into a comment box, and we'll continue talking with you after the live as well. 
Next week's show, we have got, um, is called A Merry Tippings Christmas. We have got the Tippings from Cotton, who will be coming on the show to talk about all the work that they do, making the most Christmassy house in Preston and raising money for charity. If you're wanting to find more about me, my name is Marcus Wright. You can find me on all social medias, which are scrolling across the bottom there. You have my email, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. If you wanted any of that information, it's now scrolling across. Get on it. But when I am not doing this show, I run a dance exercise class called Dance X. And at the moment, we are doing Dance Xmas, which is something that I do every single year. We raise uh, we raise money and we also donate any of the food and clothing and things like that for the Foxton Centre, which we've done it for the last, last several years now. And this year is no different. So if you wanted to get involved with that, just drop me a message and we will get in touch. My email for anybody that wants to get in touch with me directly is just marcus at spillit.uk. And if you are wanting to get involved and support this, you can donate anything to this show. And you can also head over to redbubble.com where you can buy merchandise. And that then takes us to the end of the show. So thank you. That's your last one. <laughs> thank you so much for participating. Thank you again for joining on, Jeff. I hope you've enjoyed yourselves and I hope you've enjoyed the show. From me, for now, it's a goodbye. <laughs>